Beer with Buffy is a retro-analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and its spin-off Angel. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. You're telling me you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a taint. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. Good evening, boys and girls. Opening ginger beer with a bottle opener. Yeah, doesn't get classier than this, fellas. Ladies. Indeed. People. Yeah, I could open it because it is a twist top. I could just use my hand. But why? But I paid like $20 <laughs> for this fucking bottle opener. I'm gonna use it. Mine was free. <laughs> I don't even remember why I got it, but... Well, when you rob everybody like a klepto... <laughs> I don't rob anybody that anyone knows of. Except for the people that you steal from. <laughs> no, I think I got it from the Lodge Cast Iron Company. I ordered something from them once, and then like I got the thing... Within a few days after I ordered it, and then like a week later, they sent me this, and they're like, we're sorry, we fucked up your order. And I'm like, you didn't, but yay. <laughs> All right, somebody quickly get a hold of whatever that company was that he just mentioned and tell them so that Rex can get his just desserts comeuppance. Anyway. I'm getting what I deserve. I'm reaping what I sow. <laughs> anyway. The goddamn pen is blue. Anyway, I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And this is Air with Angel. Today we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 14, I've Got You Under My Skin. Otherwise known as The Exorcist Light. Yes. Also known as one of my favorite Sinatra songs. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I got that song stuck in my head about halfway through this episode and I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> why is this in my head? Is that That's actually a thing? <laughs> what are you doing, brain? <laughs> Stop Let's, connecting dots against my will. The same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Sinatra and watching Angel. <laughs> That's right, Pinky. Oh, shit. We have a review to read. Uh, Yeah, we do have a review to read. I, I need to pull that up. You should pull that up. Meanwhile, I'm going to give you all the daily rundown, or more like a, a weekly and a half rundown. <laughs> a weekly and a half. Of our list of executive producers for Ale with Angel, a subsidiary of Beer with Buffy. Top of the list, we have Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, Kfro Gnome, Father DeFinistrato, Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. I gotta find something new. Right? Yeah. There's no <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so we are actually managing to read this review. The recording of reading this review is actually only happening a few days after they submitted the review. And that's kind of new territory for us. Right? <laughs> Usually we're like, oh, we have a review. We'll read it in a month and a half. Well, I think or when so. we started doing this, 
around the beginning of Ale with Angel, we did have a couple of new ones very soon after they'd been posted. Yeah, that is, that is true. But we also got like a weird influx of like five in a month. Which, by the way, keep them coming steadily, guys, because that keeps us up in the charts. We actually just clocked in at number 99 in the U.S. under television reviews specifically. Yeah, honestly, like one review a month and it keeps us keeps us climbing. Keeps us floating towards the top. Like, when we say that that is the number one way that you can help our podcast, we really fucking mean it. We're not joking. Okay, so this five-star review is by Hannah Leah, titled... Best Buffy podcast out there. Why, thank you. Indeed. I'm noticing a theme. Yes. I've been listening to Josh and Rex yell at me about Buffy for 91 episodes now. Ah! Holy shit, 91 Ah! episodes. I'm yelling at you, (laughs) Buffy. 91 episodes now, and I couldn't be happier about it. With Buffy being my all-time favorite show, I was very picky about my podcast choice, and after listening to a handful of them, I can happily say I found my match with BWB. They never fail to make me laugh, while also bringing up thoughtful insight to the show's plot, characters, etc. Josh and Rex have a wonderful chemistry, and have successfully created a show that celebrates the lightheartedness slash goofiness of the show, while also showcasing the heart and soul that made Buffy the phenomenon it is. Joss would be proud. I 100% recommend this podcast to any and all Buffy fans out there. And in parentheses, Josh and Rex, next time I stop in Kalamazoo, I will absolutely be hitting you up for a beer over at the Plot Hole Emporium. <laughs> oh, you were going to say on me. Us, hunting us down. I think that's where my brain went. I will hunt you down like the dogs you are, and I will force feed you beer. Well, I hope COVID is over by the time you do that. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, also doubt. Also, you won't have to force it. (laughs) Well, maybe for Rex. Yeah, uh, hit me me up first. I've decided I'm going to try and train for uh, Century again next year, next spring. And I've decided to not drink till that is done with. Oh, wow. And the century is in June. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Um, so, yay sugar-free ginger beer. I mean, I've been having so many issues with my shoulder that I might not have anything better to do than train for a century because I can't fucking just sit and play video games. Right. That's, that's what's been bothering my shoulder. Anyway, we don't have any voicemails this week. Just that review. And yeah. Another amazing review. Yeah. If we do say so ourselves, Rex. And we do. And we do. I know I did. Yes. Yes. I think it's time for a parental synopsis. You're just begging for it these days, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, actually. Joshua. What are you doing, Joshua? Well, I was just about to burn down the house, but since you're standing over my shoulder, now I just can't concentrate. <laughs> You, uh, you using gasoline? Dad, you know I have a shy gas can. <laughs> you, uh, you, you know how I would do arson. No, I don't. <laughs> but you're going to tell me whether I want you to or not, aren't you? See, now, I would start by having a rock-solid alibi. Like what? Being possessed by a demon? <laughs> Why would you say that? Don't talk about your mother that way. No, 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 no. Don't bring mom into this. Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Look what you did. (laughs) I was just telling the boy how to commit arson. (laughs) When I was your age, 
I used arson to get free candy from the neighbors. Isn't that what Halloween is for? Don't be a chump, Joshua. Do you want candy more than once a year? Grow a sack. Oh, I'll grow a sack. Soon as I burn both of you into a pile of ashes and then piss on your graves. They grow up so quickly. I am just trying to keep this family together, damn it. Where are you getting this nonsense anyway, Joshua? Have you boys been watching Angel again? Oh, look, that boy knows how to do arson just fine. Why don't you take a few tips from him? Damn it, you always come in three quarters of the way through and then you ask stupid questions. So the boy was possessed by a demon. But Wesley and Angel exercised it and then found the demon and asked him a few questions. <laughs> Fuck you, I was going to make that pun later. <laughs> Turns out the kid is an empty void of psycho and he tries to burn the house down and kill everybody as soon as he's free of the demon. And his parents have been covering up his crimes for years, hopping from city to city. Finally, they get some relief when he is taken into custody by Kate and social services... The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As the sun goes down, 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 Competition is a beautiful thing. Yeah, damn, when you put it that way, there's not fucking much at all to this yeah, episode. Definitely another drag-it-out kind of plot. Yeah. Rather than a this-happened-then-this-happened-then-this-happened kind of plot. It really did feel like a long episode. I described it as somber. It was a somber episode. Yeah, I can go with that. Because it definitely wasn't, I mean, just skipping right to the end here. Right. It definitely wasn't as bad as expecting. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway, we open on Angel's apartment. Cold open. Where Wesley is showing off his new fancy, not new at all, old ass ancient knife. Doesn't matter if it's new or old, it is a big-ass knife that yeah. Crocodile Dundee would be fucking proud of. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'll cut your heart out with a spoon! <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you've played Knifey Spoonie before. And something uh, about hearts. Yes. Yeah. Insert heart joke here. <laughs> That joke had no heart, Rex. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, it's a fancy knife that has this special symbol on it that allows one to kill the unkillable Keck demons. Yes, I believe the long form of that is Kekfidlorum. Kekfidlorum? Yep. Where'd you get that? Did they say that? They said that. I, I completely And then they that. shorten it to Keck from there on out. Ah. Because that's a mouthful. But, lo and behold, this knife... Which is just made for killing them keck demons. Yep. Is no use to anybody. It's a toothpick for yeah. when you get yourself a big old mouthful of keck fidlorum. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I think you've got some keck fidlorum in your teeth. <laughs> no, Angel, much to Wesley's sadness, informs him that all the keck demons are extinct. Yep. No more can't even go to the fucking grocery store and get them anymore they're all sold out can't even make your own no you can't even can't even grow your own <laughs> like we're gonna have to check the fucking amber on the trees 
to see if we can get some dino DNA to make some more Kekfidlorum. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Cordy made brownies. Yeah, speaking of terrible jokes, Cordy made brownies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're apparently... I they looked good. Uh, I mean, they tried to make them look disgusting, but I think they were just using some crunchy sound effects. Sorry, our uh, executive senior producer is being problematic. Yes. <laughs> they tried to make the brownies look unpalatable by describing the smell and by making some crunching noises as she was trying to grind her way through it with a steak knife. Well, like, of all the times that we say, oh, Charisma Carpenter is such a good actor, trying to cut brownies that you're pretending you can't cut because they're so tough when they are obviously not... It is very obvious that she is faking how hard the brownies are to cut. Yeah, a pantomime is not a gift given to all. No. She criticizes Angel for not having a good knife. As she pulls out the brownies, she's like, oh, and you're going to have some. And Wesley says, doesn't Angel have to uh, uh, get to try any? And I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I I found the situation funny. It's like... Nope, Angel doesn't have to eat them because he can't eat solid food. So I'm like, eh, you know, or because he can't eat human food or whatever, unless it's, you know, made of human. Yeah, he does in the later in the episode. Yeah, he does later in the episode. And also he drinks beer. He drinks coffee. No, this is definitely one of those circumstances where, like, she's like, here, brownies. And he's like, oh, I can't eat food. Can't do it. <laughs> Vampire. See this mirror? Huh? Liquid diet. What are you going to do? <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> She's trying to cut it with Angel's shitty knife. She laments that Angel doesn't consume solids and therefore never upgrades his cutlery. Right. So she grabs Wesley's keck-killing Bowie knife, <laughs> which uh, Wesley impotently protests against. Yeah, and he's he says something along the lines of her cooking will destroy the knife or, or uh, corrode the knife. Oh, yeah. And she's like, what do you mean corrosion? And he goes, well, they don't smell right. <laughs> Her response is, I think Mr. Too Much Cologne is the pot calling the kettle stinky. And Angel's over there like, Mom, Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> but he accidentally says, Cordelia, Doyle, stop fighting. And everybody. No, his his tone was much more of like, kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you stand out in the yard and sing happy happy joy joy <laughs> right <laughs> damn it Cordelia damn it Doyle and then you could hear a bus come to a screeching halt the record scratches a bird flew into the window <laughs> and everybody's like a what a gimme gives me who what he's like Wesley I meant I meant Wesley yeah sure Big awkward moment. Oops. Exit stage left. Oopsie doodle. <laughs> Play me off, Sam. <laughs> da -da 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 yeah, that the look. Yeah, let's just say that the subsequent pregnant pause must have been a holdover from last episode. Because I think it was about to give birth to demonic octuplets. <laughs> the uh, very subtle face facial acting that david boreanaz did when he realizes that he said the wrong name yeah just fucking perfect it's actually just, a really sad moment yeah it's that moment when grandma accidentally sets the table for four instead of three the the awkward pause after the slip up is the thing that makes the slip up believable yeah 
you can always change words and just be like, oh, I made a mistake. But, like, it doesn't feel like a slip-up unless the characters react exactly right. Yeah. And, and they nailed they, it. Oh, yeah. They all fucking nailed it. Nah, heh, hailed it. But, you know, it it gets the job done. Leaves everybody, uh, you know, it diffuses the situation. But it also kind of leaves everybody feeling super depressed and broody. But the man's just doing what he does best. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't spend hundreds of years perfecting such great, astounding brooding power. Without using it. Yeah. The man's got like, talent. And you know he doesn't even have to try anymore. Right. It just it just flows out of him. It just happens. Anyway, yeah, cut to some random house. Got some kids arguing over some dinosaur cards or whatever they were. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Some sort of, I don't know if it was a game or a toy or what. But uh, mom comes in and she's like, shut your stupid faces, you little parasitic tiny clowns. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what she said, but I like it. That's exactly what she said. Look it up. I, I watched the episode too. Uh-huh. That is not what she said. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. So she sends him to bed, to which they protest. And then uh, Scary Daddy walks in. Yeah, and uh, padlocks them in their room. Well, and they shut up real quick as soon as he walked in. He's like, no, right. you're going to bed. And they were like, eh. yeah, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, he padlocks them into their room. Now, did I thought he just padlocked the girl's room. We see him padlock the girl's room, but it shows the boy's room is already padlocked. Okay. Like when the mom is like, do we have to? Right. It shows over his shoulder that the door, the boy's room is already padlocked. I didn't then, notice that. And then he padlocks the girl's room. That helps. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And then the opening credits. Don't you fucking dare. Stop reminding me. I will start throwing shit at you. I don't have anything to throw. Throw your cat at me. He's over there. Throw your biting wit. Have we been listening to the same podcast? Because I don't think I have Biting Wit. Are you done? I guess I am now. <laughs> Your Biting Wit was to tell me that you have no Biting Wit. So yeah, I don't! I'm just going to make a loop of that. Of just me going... And just... Oh, God. I might put it to some sort of Muppet animation. <laughs> okay, I think maybe you need to do that for and make like a 10-hour track. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear. That just reminded me, I, re I remember seeing a meme about, it was a CD that somebody had made for sleep noises. On the, little, the back of it, it's like, I apologize around su hour such and such. That my cat is in the background, like, wailing. <laughs> I think I remember that. And I've always just kind of wanted to, like, make a big, like, 10-hour track. And in the middle, or a little after the middle, put something ridiculously obscene. <laughs> right. Just something that people can sleep to. And then after four hours, <laughs> just, like, fucking Sousa's march. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 something i don't know no two-thirds in the t-rex roar from jurassic park at full fucking volume <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i would find that comforting <laughs> ah childhood sweet 
sweet childhood. Anyway, yeah, we feel like the dad is evil at this point. They, yeah. There was this soft foreboding music yep. every time he was on screen. As soon as they locked the kids in there, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell are you going to do? Are you going to kill the fucking kids? Or do they do this every night? Um, But he's got this super grim look about him. And I'm like, yeah, as soon as he puts the padlock on there, I'm like, whew. Ah, the kids must just be evil little shits. That happens, you know. <laughs> I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina. And I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. After the opening credits, we go to the office office. Yeah, Angel's office office. Where he's pretending to read a book. <laughs> Was he pretending? I... Well, Cordy accused him of she pretending. She seems to, to read. think he's pretending. Oh, it's a it's a nice little moment here. She's like, "Look, we need to talk." Angel's like, "I hope Wesley isn't upset." And she's like, no, "Fuck Wesley! No, we need to talk about Doyle." Yeah, that was that was funny. I actually should have written that down as a quote. Yeah, I didn't actually write down her line, but like, no, she brings up like. She brings up that he never says Doyle's name. Yep. The long and short of it, she gets Angel to admit that he misses Doyle. And yeah. we get a really solid human moment out of Angel and a nice little bonding moment between the two of them. Because we, we know she misses the shit out of Doyle, too. Oh, yeah. Um, And this also comes up later in the episode and actually plays a key role. Yes, indeed. In the resolution of the plot of this episode. Uh, all I wrote was, Cordy gets Angel to flap, then has a vision. Yeah. Because <laughs> she describes him as unflappable. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. He's like, I'm not unflappable. And she's like, so flap. <laughs> and he does. Flap, motherfucker. <laughs> flap. He's like, I can't. <laughs> I'm not really a bat. <laughs> well, you sure look like one to me. You pathetic bat. Or whatever. I don't know. Bats are cute. Cordy has a vision, and Charisma Carpenter, when she acts out the pain of having a vision, so much more intense than Glenn Quinn's. I think, like, in general, women probably, certainly over the span of a lifetime, experience a lot more pain than men. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially if they decide, oh, I'm going to have children. Right. But yeah, she has a vision about the, the family. Which, like, I get why they had introduced the family beforehand, but I think I, I would have liked it more if we didn't get any of that. Yeah, it could have been interesting walking into it, not really knowing at all what's going on. Yeah. But they did it how they did it, and eh, I don't think it would have we would have gained all that much more. So Cordy gives Angel the address. Cut to suburbia hell. Yes. By the way, I didn't get a chance to say at the beginning of this. Because we are called Ale with Angel and Beer with Buffy, I do feel obligated to talk about our booze occasionally, and I just wanted to say I'm drinking a big old bottle of me today. Huh? Josh Wine Cellars. <laughs> it is a Cabernet Sauvignon, vintage 2018. It's delightful and cheap. Try it out. Yay. Drink some me. <laughs> Tell me how I taste. Do I feel good in your mouth? Oh, God. <laughs> this has been an unsolicited advertisement for Josh Sellers. I have no affiliation. 
Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm not drinking any alcohol. Yay. Yep. He's a dry bastard. So, yep, we cut to suburbia hell. Angel and Wesley pull up to the house. Wangel is on it. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how much I can forget in like a week. I know, right? <laughs> the conglomerate of Wesley and Angel are taking care of business and working overtime. So as as soon as they... I love that fucking song. <laughs> by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Very nice. And it's like one of the only songs anyone has ever heard of theirs. Small Boy in Pajamas comes running across the yard and into the street as a car menacingly attempts to murder the boy or yeah is, or is texting or something what the fuck is there's no texting at this day at this day and age oh that's a good point no what the fuck is up with this driver i think he doesn't weave or slow down or anything yeah that is a common thing in the whedon verse i think it's just that same damn truck driver from season two of <laughs> buffy that tried to run over cordy <laughs> When she lost her vision, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck her! And Buffy saves her. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to move to L.A. because he vehicularly slaughtered too many children in Sunnydale. Because he probably... He, he, he lived sees, right next to Sunnydale High. Right. Obviously. Yeah. He sees the kid coming towards the street. He's like, oh, 20 points! <laughs> exactly. Hit the kiss! <laughs> 50 points for ones that are possessed by demons. <laughs> Not that I would know. You don't know till after you've hit them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he sure was full of blood. <laughs> you know, it's probably good I'm an atheist. Because I, if I believed in hell, I'd be worried for myself. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's either there or it's not. And if it is, we're going there. <laughs> yep. Hey, at least I know I've earned it. <laughs> no, unlike, so, unlike anything else in your life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, so the kid's walking towards the street. Angel decides he's going to be a hero. Big surprise. Weird. Tackles the kid, takes a good hit on the shoulder, and he's bleeding and... I don't even want to get into the fucking continuity of, like, he, he. why is he bleeding? Right. Yeah, because he has no heartbeat. Well, I mean, he clearly has blood in his system. He has to eat or drink blood, whatever. I guess, yeah. But it wouldn't necessarily... It wouldn't be gushing from his shoulder if he scrapes it because he's... Yeah. He doesn't have a heartbeat. Oh, so... It the, would ooze, though. Yeah. The kid's like, are, you're bleeding. Are you going to cry? And Angel actually kind of plays off well he's really good with kids turns out he's pretty good with kids yeah like how <laughs> yeah because i don't think he really needed to think about it but he pretends to think about it for a second well he says no and then he looks unsure about his answer and then he looks at his shoulder and then he thinks about it and he's like no no i don't i don't think i am <laughs> and the kid uh finds this entertaining I felt like this kid was living his thug life. He was like, you gonna cry? You gonna squirt some? <laughs> Do you always tackle small boys? <laughs> I was like, damn, this kid knew like exactly what he was gonna ask before it even happened. Yeah. He was planning on this. Ryan's dad. Yeah. Kid's name is Ryan. Dad's name is Seth. I just call him scary dad most of the time. Yeah. Seth comes running up, super angry. 
Brian, what the fuck are you doing outside the house? Yeah. Angel's had like a solid five minutes to just lay there on the side of the road with the kid and chat. And Scary Dad comes running outside all panicked. And he's like, yeah, what are you doing? You know better. (laughs) And then mom's right behind him. Oh, my God. What is going on out here? (laughs) And he seems to know exactly what happened without Angel saying a thing. Right. Like there was a long enough gap between when the car happened and they're laying on the ground. There's no way that he came running out the moment it happened. Exactly. He wasn't watching. So like. When he came out of the house, he just saw his kid laying in the grass with some dude. Like, exactly. Did he have to, like, get dressed so that he wasn't running out there with his wing-dang doodle hanging out? Right? And if that's the case, like, I think I wouldn't care if my kid, like, was in a life-threatening circumstance. I think I would fucking, like, grab a towel at best. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen Pet Cemetery. <laughs> that scene would have been very different if his schlong had been going back and forth while he was running after the kid. Or maybe we just need to normalize that. <laughs> I will never, ever be able to watch that movie the same way again. But then the question is why was he naked and staring out the window? <laughs> Because he had to have been staring out the window at the exact moment that happened to know that he almost got hit by a damn car. Yep. What was he doing? (laughs) Was, was, I think he stood back. I think this is really what happened. He was like, oh shit, somebody saved him. Fuck. (laughs) What are we going to do, Paige? I don't know. Uh, All right, quick, think, think, think. All right, it's been too long. Uh, We got to go act panicked. (laughs) I think that's what's going on here. Squirt some tears! (laughs) Quick, look concerned. No, so the dad's pretty pissy, and the mom is like, You've saved our boy. You're a hero. Who we didn't didn't want to die at all. (laughs) Everything's fine. Exactly. We're a perfectly functional household. <laughs> so they get the kid inside. Or, well, first, uh, the mom notices that Angel's shoulder is messed up and uh, invites him in yeah. to get fixed up. Took her a minute. I think yeah. she felt socially obligated more so than driven by a moral imperative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And the dad still seems slightly shifty here, but oh yeah, it's like it's more like he knows too much and ain't none too happy about it. Then I'm not getting an evil vibe so much as uh, he's worried and something is fucking wrong vibe. Yeah, the actor does a really good job of riding the line. He does because they want us to think that maybe he's evil. Yeah, because he's their prime suspect. But you know we haven't gotten yeah. there. So yeah, they 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 head inside. The uh, the dad is super suspicious. Yeah. As he kind of should be. Like, oh, they're in yeah. the middle of suburbia, and this random city slicker is just laying on the front lawn with their <laughs> with their son <laughs> when they come out in the middle of the night. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I see no cars anywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Well, his car was across the street, though, wasn't it? But Wesley was sitting in it. Yeah. Like, And there's another dude sitting in that car. <laughs> What are you guys doing? Just <laughs> running around, saving little kids. So, there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Even a 
solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Oh, also, I brought in your mail and newspaper. So, they're inside. Angel's getting bandaged up. At one point, they're like, oh, we didn't even ask you your name. And the mom is, like, super excited that his name is Angel because she collects angels. Oh, my God, I have all these angel statues. Look, it was like a small child pulling their toys out of the toy box. Right. Look at my toys. Good thing none of those had crosses on them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Quick cut to Wesley outside the house, digging in some trash, and then, oh, look, yeah. A cat? Yeah. There was a cat? Yeah, there was a cat. Like, it scared him. It jumped out of the trash. No, he just, I thought he just got scared by the doll going squeak. I thought it was a cat. I didn't see a cat. I might have been wrong. <laughs> I was distracted. Don't mind me. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, the, the important part of this scene is the demon splooge. Yes. It's green glowing demon splooge. Like you do. Yeah. For the second time. Wesley just has a way of attracting it. Yeah. You know, I mean, before it was forehead blood. Right. Or magic horn on the forehead. Right. Blood. But it's still demon splooge. But this shit, they're calling plactocene. Yeah. Which I didn't get a chance to look up, but we'll come back to that. I don't think it's a real thing. Well, I mean, real versus lore. Like, is there lore of it in other places? I'm going to say probably. Yeah. But Angel's back inside, not sucking at his job, and takes the opportunity to subtly tell Scary Dad to fuck off because he's a bad dad. Or so it seems, kind of, by the situation. And he asks all the right questions. He really does. It's like, holy shit, the dude's an investigator? Right. And uh, Scary Dad doesn't like that none too much. Because Angel's like, well, how did he get outside? The window. Where was he going? Nowhere. Angel's like, oh, so maybe he was trying to get away from something. And that one really gets to Scary Dad. He's like, what would he have to get away from in his own house? And I'm like, don't get me started. (laughs) Oh, dear God. (laughs) If anything, there's more things to get away from in your own house than there is anywhere else. Yeah, that's where all the bad shit that you got going on is focused because you live there. Or maybe I'm just broken. (laughs) I think we're both broken. Yeah, what are you going to do? I did like the the quick little exchange when the dad lights a cigarette. Mm-hmm. He's like, this doesn't bother you, does it? All these health nuts. Everyone wants to live forever. Who <laughs> wants to live forever? Angel's and like, nobody needs that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the, he'd know. Oh, the irony. Yeah. That's not ironic. It's just coincidental. The mom is super, super grateful, like literally thanking him every other fucking word out of her mouth. Way too much. And invites him to dinner. And it's very obvious the dad's like, I don't want this fucker in my house any longer than he has to be. I think we've taken up enough of Mr. Angel's time. Yeah. And so Angel's like, why? Yes, I will come to dinner. I'm all for that awkward shit. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. Almost as if it was just to get back at the dad for trying to shoo him out the door. You know what? This dude's an asshole. I think I will go to dinner. I would love to come to dinner and let your wife get lost in my eyes some more right in front of you. Right. (laughs) 
Which, also of note, she noticed that his wounds had healed on his shoulder really qui- really yeah. quickly. But he's able to brush it off still. Like, and yeah. she, Once she learns that his name's Angel, though. like, And it so- doesn't really come back into play. It's yeah. just kind of a little extra Easter egg. Well, I like the fact that there isn't any real moment when the family figures out that Angel's a vampire. Not directly. They don't see him as a vampire. Well, they they see a couple of things, and there later is a moment with the later. Cross. Right, there's a moment later, and we'll we'll get to that. But like, there's no direct moment where they're like, "Oh, he's not human." And there's certainly no moment where he tells them what's going on. Right. But you know, need to know basis. What are you gonna do? So we're back in the car now with Angel and Wesley, and Angel tells Wesley something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Yes. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> that house fucked up. <laughs> Damn. Um, Wesley's like, well, be extra careful. I look, I found all this plactocene around the foundation of the house. Yes. And he's like, oh no, plactocene. And I'm like, wow, that's the first time hearing of it ever. Yeah. It's apparently a byproduct from a demon that is possessing someone in the house. Yeah. I didn't didn't try to Google it or anything. Is that from anything else? Not that I'm aware of. I was like, is that something like ectoplasm? Because, you know, ectoplasm at least is something from Ghostbusters. I'm going to Google it right the fuck now. There we go. Why not? I'm going to Google it right now. Plactocene. Nope, it is, first link is Plactocene Buffy vs. Wiki. Huh. Alright, that's cool. You know, they're allowed to make shit up. They're adding to the lore of vampires. And this is the only episode that it ever shows up in, ever. Oh, God. Like, (laughs) there's other moments when people get possessed in these shows. Yeah. Have some fucking continuity. Yeah. Hmm. There is some like sulfurous t- type of shit that shows up when this certain demon is around in Supernatural, but I guarantee you they absolutely never called it Plactocene. Right. I think it's just because we've been so spoiled Possibly. by modern TV. Yeah. Because modern TV is all about world building. Yeah. Ninety late nineties, early two thousands. That. TV era was the things came up and it was only ever there for one episode and they never felt a need to build on things. Yeah, they weren't keeping a damn wiki page over it just yet. So we got this small vial uh, full of yellowish glowing goo, meaning that someone in the house is definitely possessed by a demon. Yep. I need an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) As they drive away, we see the little girl looking out the window, looking slightly menacing. Yes. Oh, my. There's a lot of menacing coming from everyone. Everyone in this family. Uh, back to Angel Investigations, where Cordy is looking up information about the family. And come to find out, they've moved from Baton Rouge to Miami to Akron and L.A. all within three years. Yikes. And later we find out also Ohio. Yeah. But their story checks out about all the places they've been. And they're being followed by some weird shit happening like animal deaths, a friend of the family going missing who's still missing. Yeah. 
Angel is like, oh, let me guess. They have a black cloud following them around. And Cordy's response is like it was fitted with chin straps. And I just really liked that phrase. Oh, you know, I didn't stop to think about that, but like now it paints an image. Yeah. Right. And it's a really good image. I immediately just thought of like a bike helmet. I was like, what the hell is that supposed to be? Oh, like a fluffy cloud. A cloud with chin straps. Yeah. That's funny. I love the image. (laughs) We get a, a nice little tidbit of backstory here from Wesley. Is that the thing about Lizzie Borden? No. Well, he's talking about the ethros demon and all that but um angel says something along the lines of like yeah the dad looked pretty menacing and suspicious and wesley says i quote a father doesn't have to be possessed by a demon to terrorize his children he just has to and then changes the fucking subject and yeah so it definitely hints as to wesley having endured some abuse yeah. Which comes up a little later in the episode. And this is officially the first episode that we have gotten any kind of background on Wesley as a character, period. Yeah, you're kind Because of right. we didn't get shit about him outside of his watcher duties in Buffy. Yeah. That, like, never found out why he's a watcher, what's his motivation. He's just this two-dimensional, I'm here to be a pain in your ass. Yeah. And also a twit. This is the moment where it's like, okay, they are going to make a really good, solid effort of bringing him in and making a real go of him as a character. Yeah, but it felt very rushed that they brought him onto the show and killed off Doyle, so it's going to take a minute to really get into it. Uh, Quote of the day here, Cordelia picks up the vial of (laughs) Plactocene. She's like, what is this stuff anyway? It's kind of pretty. It's the bodily excretion of an Ethros demon. She puts it down and goes... No one could have said demon poo before I touched it. <laughs> I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. The demon splooge is pretty, but also it's demon splooge. And Wesley's like, oh, don't worry. It's not dangerous. Only the demon's dangerous. Do you remember Lizzie Borden? Well, she murdered her family with an axe. And now he can say axe instead of adza. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember the children's rhyme or some shit. And he's like, well, what they don't tell you is that she was possessed with an Ethros demon, which is what we're dealing with right now, and they're quite dangerous or some shit. Yeah. And apparently it was an adolescent Ethros demon, and this one, judging by the size and quantity of the practicing shit in the vial, indicates that this one they're dealing with is a grown-up Ethros demon. Yes, this Ethros demon puts out adult levels of splooge. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Cordy's like, so what are we going to do? Angel's like, evict him. Wes is like, an exorcism. And I'm like, well, fucking duh. Don't even act like that's an epiphany you're just having, right. Wesley. That had to have like, been the first fucking thing you thought of the second you saw that practicing shit around the foundation of the house. It's like, possession? We must do an exorcism. <laughs> no, hmm, a demon? What will we do? la di da di da di da And make it through an entire drive home, <laughs> wait for Cordy to do her research, and then wait for Angel to every man that shit with, within a, we're going to evict him. Aha! We shall do an exorcism! <laughs> yeah, the Watcher just now realized perhaps we should exorcise the demon. That's what you do with demons. Yeah. So I'm not buying it. (laughs) 
that's all I had to say about that. But yeah, they need to figure out which person has the demon in them. Which one's full of that demon? And they ha- they're going to do it by getting him to ingest eucalyptus? Eucalyptus? Am I, am I fucking saying that right? I wrote it down. It looks like Silas Eucalyptus. Yeah, it's powder. It's a fucking powder. Some sort of shit that's probably just as made up as Plactocene. It is. And again, it only shows up in this episode. I just looked it up. Excellent. <laughs> So, yeah, the question remains, who are they going to exercise? I say they should just play a big old game of musical chairs. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, fuck it. They come up with a really good plan. How are they going to get the demon to eat the fucking powder? They're going to put it in Cordy's brownies. We've got these demon-flavored brownies laying around. Why not? <laughs> Turns out they don't look like they were that bad. Right? A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire. Cut back to suburbia hell. Yeah, where brownies. Yeah, how am I going to get them to eat that eucalyptus stuff? Gee, you just happened to conveniently have been invited to dinner tonight. And said you'd bring something. How about that? Again, how are you just now thinking of this? Yay for writer plot convenience. Exactly. (laughs) So he's like, I made brownies. They're special brownies. Don't give them to the children. Actually do. Dude, this fucking dinner. (laughs) Like we only see the very tail end of this dinner, but it is so awkward. It was painfully awkward. Oh, God. My God. Well, can you imagine just going into some random family's house and eating dinner with them? Right. As a full grown man. Like, this is a married couple that's been together at least a decade with kids. Yeah. And it's just, you are encroaching on their territory, but they feel obligated to be nice to you. Like, no one knows who you are. That is... Like, he's not... He doesn't have anything fun to talk about. They don't know what to ask him. He's not like, oh, I just live a couple doors down. I work at the factory. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, neighbor. Welcome to the neighbor. No, it's nothing nothing remotely like that. He's not trying to... I live in L.A. Yeah. I'm I'm a weird dude. I'm a who's city very slicker. pale. Yeah. Wears all black and tackles your children. <laughs> <laughs> it's for their own good. I promise. But I'm very interested in your wife's fascination with angels. Yes. <laughs> very interested, sir. There's a moment here. And this when this happens, it's the it's the one moment where I'm like, nope. The dad's not the evil guy. We keep getting these little hints that he's like abusive or something. Right. But right when they're clearing up the table and the mom's like, oh, we can have your brownies now. I will go get them. She grabs a couple of plates, hers and her son's. Mm -hmm. And then the dad, I don't remember what he said, but he said, I'll go get the coffee. And then he grabs up Angel's plate and his plate and his daughter's plate. And that is the moment when I'm like, nope, he's not the asshole. Hmm. Because an abusive asshole father wouldn't have fucking cleaned up a plate. (laughs) He would have made one of the kids do it. Right. That is a nice little under the surface thing that I wonder if they did that on purpose. I thought you were going to say he won me over with the coffee. He's going to get me coffee. 
Yeah. I like coffee. He can't be evil. <laughs> Here, boy. <laughs> yes, that's a Rex joke. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's just not funny. Uh, <laughs> no, it really wasn't a Rex joke. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Sometimes I like pretending that people are dogs the same way that I like pretending to be a cat sometimes. It's entertaining. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) So the dad leaves the room to go get coffee. Angel gets the kids to laugh. And then it's brownie time. Brownie, brownie, brownie time. Brownie, brownie, brownie time. Brownie time, brownie time. So i couldn't figure out how these guys weren't fucking divorced because <laughs> when they asked angel how was this food and he was like oh you know it was pretty good and the dad's like the roast was dry and he's like no yeah. it was full of roasty goodness that I, really felt like a xander line to me right oh no it was full of roasty goodness roasty that- toasty goodness <laughs> anyway but uh so she brings out the brownies the kids don't get a treat now tonight because this is their treat and they're like no and then i have a quote of the day here the mom is like oh what's your secret referring to the brownies um what's your secret angel and he says i use chocolate that's why they're brown which gives them their name (laughs) brownies fun fact that's why they're (laughs) called brownies Like, he's so fucking good with the kids. But then the moment the parents are in the room, he's like, oh, my God, people. People. Adults. It's like Drop Dead Fred. You know, that happens when you're an immortal. You can only deal with children anymore. Oh, yeah. I can see that happening. Because if you're an immortal, there's no need to be an adult. Right. Adults are just assholes. Yeah. Like, you've got your head way too far up your ass, sir. Live like you're never going to die. So the dad, they do a fake out here where the dad starts to choke on a brownie. Yeah. and But it's not him. No, immediately when he starts to choke, the daughter screams and the fucking camera moves over to the son. And Jesus fucking Christ. And we see why the dad is choking. Like the face, the the effect that they did with the, de- like, holy shit. That's yeah. freaky as hell. It looked like an adult half of an old man's face sticking out of his jaw oh dude it made it actually made me think of the moment in ghostbusters 2 when the baby is being possessed by the vigo vigo the destroyer yeah Yeah. when the baby's being possessed by vigo that's what it looked like to me it's very freaky and it's it's a simple little effect that they do it's just like double exposure kind of thing right some shit like that i don't know but it is freaky i don't do film but Angel jumps up and declares, Madam, your son is possessed by a demon. And the little girl is immediately like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> He's bad. I tell you, he. <laughs> He's bad. And the mom's like, oh, how dare you? You're not an angel. You're a, you're a non-angel. And that's what you are. You poisoned him. How could you do this? Woe is me. And dad's tune changes really fucking quick he might as well have started doing the fucking river dance <laughs> he's like you might have an answer <laughs> yeah scary dad's acting reasonable for the first time ever he's like oh thank god i'm not going crazy please please fix him because the beatings just haven't been working <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So he's 
like, what do you need, sir? I'll give you anything you need. Do you need more beatings? I've got more beatings. <laughs> oh, How that's now? a little bit of a callous joke. Oh, it's, it's extremely, so it's extremely callous. <laughs> We're old and callous. What are you going to do? He's like, I need a phone. And I'm like, you don't have a fucking cell phone? He, no, he does. But he just really does not understand he how to really use it. He really hates that cell phone. I know. So he, uh, <laughs> this reception would have been shit anyway. Right. So he tells Wesley over the phone to make a binding powder while they're waiting on a priest to arrive. And Seth, the dad, I'm going to start calling him Seth now because he's not really scary dad anymore. Right. Exactly. So Seth's like... My family's been coming apart at the seams for three years, but I will fucking blow you if you can fix this. <laughs> Seriously. Now he's the one like, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. Oh my God. Like him and his wife are just. Oh, they both 180'd in one, in one moment. Well, they're going to f- just fucking tackle him and force <laughs> him to have a threesome as a thank you when this is all over. Consensually, Angel will be like, you know what? Honestly, I don't understand why that doesn't happen more. Just him walking down the street. Right. (laughs) I haven't been laid in a month or two. I don't see why not. (laughs) Seth, you want top or bottom? (laughs) 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 So, Angel's... No, Angel's like... Lucky for you, I accept Fellatio Express as payment. <laughs> also, livestock would have been acceptable. <laughs> so they get the kid to fucking Angel Investigations. Yeah, he's like, now get a fucking babysitter for yeah. the girl and come with me. Because we don't want to pay her to be on screen for this. Right. <laughs> well, fucking first child actor. Like, you want to have as little child actors in a fucking show oh, yeah. as possible. Absolutely. And the like the kid the boy is early teenage years and but the the little girl was like 10 considerably at younger yeah. and she didn't strike me as particularly seasoned right but you know she she played her role as much as she needed to and yeah. now her role is done and that happens whatever no small roles only small actors yeah so anyway the they get to angel investigations angel quickly introduces wesley and cordy cordy turns to the dad and she's like hi i'm cordelia sorry about the possession and everything <laughs> and the dad's like uh hello cordy um I just want to say at this moment it's kind of good that cordy doesn't know that he's an investment banker <laughs> because she would immediately be talking money with him oh, about right? how he's going to pay for their services. Oh, yeah. When Angel fucking turned that down, I was like, no, you do need financial advice. Yeah. Um, Hello. I wonder if that comes up again later. But they're preparing the circle. They put the kid on the bed and Cordy's laying down the binding powder is what they called it. Yeah. And she's like, should we put down plastic? This is one of my quotes of the day. <laughs> I wonder if I should put plastic down. Angel, are you expecting any big vomiting here? Because I saw the movie. And Angel looks at her and then looks at the parents. She's like, Cordy, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, Cordelia. <laughs> And I love their little shout out there. It's like, yes, we know we're ripping off the exorcist. Yep. Now shut up. I mean, yep. only a little bit. My question here. So they put the kid in Angel's bed, right? Yeah. I think he needs to invest in a fucking guest bed or something <laughs> at this point, because that bed has seen some shit. <laughs> right. Cordy's been pregnant. Yeah. 
a day of Buffy that doesn't exist in her and Angel having some right. nasty, nasty sex up in there. Like, yeah, they, they tore that room apart with yeah. that. Yeah. And now a fucking demon boy. Like, what else is this bed scene? That they need to make this bed the guest <laughs> bed. Angel just needs a new bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Angel is really trying to, like, hammer in how serious the situation is and is telling the parents you cannot cross this line no matter what the kid says he'll try to trick you and then you'll cross the line and he'll kill you yeah but mom's in super denial here and angel's like snap out of it biatch look at your son's fucking face do you see how demony he is and it's like, no, seriously, though. She's like, oh, my sweet, sweet boy. And I'm like, he looks like he's 82. <laughs> right? Look look how scarred and disgusting his face is. Obviously, the Exorcist film exists in this world. They haven't seen it? Clearly. Like, this is obvious. Like, holy shit, the exorcism is real. Like, I've never seen it, but I know it exists, and I have a very good idea what it's about and what goes down. I saw it once. When I was way too young to see it. Dude, I just listened to a podcast where they talk about ghosts all the time. And they were like, do not lightly take up seeing The Exorcist. It may be from the 70s, but that movie's fucking cursed. And if you're faint of heart, it will break you. Oh, it's intense, dude. Yeah. And I saw I just, it way too fucking I don't early. think I'm ever going to watch it. But yeah, the, the closing line in this is from Cordy. Just like, geez, we got it. Circle. Angry. Kill, kill, kill. Go to church already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like it. And so they do. <laughs> well, that's. I think that's a Shakespeare line. From something. I, fuck if I know. I don't know shit about Shakespeare. You're the one who's acted in a bunch of Shakespeare shit. Get thee to a nunnery. Farewell. Or if thou wilt need marry, marry a fool. For wise men know well enough what monsters you make of them. To a nunnery go, and quickly too. Hamlet, Act 3, Scene 1. Yeah. I've never never heard that before. I I don't actually know anything about most Shakespeare. I'm aware. Now you know. So they tell them not to break the circle. Don't listen to the kid. He's going to yep. try to uh, get you to play fucking Scrabble with him. And that's how they get you. <laughs> you play one game and bam, they murder you right there. You got to let them win. They're like Wookiees. <laughs> Only scarier. Yeah. So. Although Wookiee <laughs> would be terrifying if real. They would. And wanted to rip my arms off. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> parents are worried. Cordy tells Wangel to fuck off already. Yep. I don't see Angel putting on tights. Oh, now I do, and it's really disturbing. Protecting young women such as yourself? Oh, yeah, there's been uh, four. And three of them are very much alive. Cut to the church. Yep, where Angel looks mighty uncomfortable. Yeah, he bursts into flames immediately, and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the show, really. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he could come back as a ghost. No, because he's already dead. And like Spike comes back as a ghost. Kind of. But I think that was due to the necklace. The amulet thing. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> now, we'll get there eventually. He doesn't burst into flames. No. No, they, they walk in 
and they see a nun and they're like, hey, nun. <laughs> they totally just call her nun. Right. It's hey, like, nun, we're looking for Father Fredericks. Is that uh, is that offensive when we say, hey, nun? She's like, I take nun offense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two puns and they were from you? What the fuck is going on Which here? I imagine is a lot. Nuns get offended very easily, it seems like. Uh, yeah, they really do. I've met a nun once. <laughs> so... This nun can spot a vampire eight fucking light years away. <laughs> right. Swarthy old bat. But uh, she regretfully informs them that the priest is fucking dead. Oh, he's right out back. And they're like, oh, thank you. We'll be on our way. Last grave on the left. Oh, shit. <laughs> you kind of get the impression that she had just been waiting to tell it that way to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> she had that one locked and loaded. Absolutely. Either that or she makes that joke every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to keep yourself amused somehow. It's like, are you working hard or hardly working? The hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. oh, if that doesn't scan, it's free, right? <laughs> I worked in a grocery store. You got that one all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, I. it took me a second. I was trying <laughs> to think of the, what, there's a joke about Jesus Christ catching a did you hear about the fish that Jesus Christ caught? It was this big. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Here's one that you'll greatly appreciate. Um, I forget his name, but Pete Buttigieg's husband. Buttigieg's the um, oh, candidate. Yeah. His husband tweeted that anytime he asks Pete to get him something from the kitchen, Pete gives him kind of this blank look and says, you're not in my section. And then walks off. I don't get it. You're not in my section, wait staff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. I thought it was quite clever. <laughs> anyway, this place has been without a priest for like six months now. He was killed during another exorcism. Well, fuck. Specifically an exorcism with another Ethros demon. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we don't understand why he's dead at this point. We just know the exorcism killed him and they haven't found a new priest. But uh, she offers her thoughts and prayers because <laughs> Ethros demons are smart and dangerous, but she is otherwise completely fucking useless here. Yeah. Uh, just like the Catholic Church. Thanks a whole bunch. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but yeah. Back to the apartment where Ryan is trying to get his mom to break the circle. And he's just being a whiny little fuck about it. Right. Like, Man. Boo-hoo! Sounds like you can't... You don't have direct line of sight. What are you, Edgar? <laughs> what are you, our senior executive producer? <laughs> Christ. No, and the mom is, like, legitimately having issues with, like, her son is upset in the other room and she can't comfort him. And, like, that's totally a legitimate problem. Like, I don't know shit about being a parent, but I do know something about being a cat owner. And, like... When my cat's upset, it, like, really digs into me, and I can only imagine that it's ten times worse when it's your fucking child. I guess, but I was like, good God, he's literally right over there. And have you seen his face? <laughs> right. But Paige has absolutely zero constitution for this shit. And I'm like, okay, it's her son, he's whining. Yeah. But you know that he's been possessed for three fucking years now. 
And she wants, she's like, can't we just go back to the way it was? And I'm like, what? Raising a demon and letting her son be its bitch? And more importantly, having to padlock your child in his bedroom at night and have, like, it's obvious they have the fucking burglar bars on his yeah. windows because they're, he's, they're afraid him getting out. Yeah, and move every time he lights a building oh on God, fire. That sounds awful. Yeah, let's go back to that. So, it's some serious denial going on here. Yeah. And can't wait it out for five minutes. It's been like whatever, like 15, 20 minutes for them to get to the church. Yeah. That's it. Get a couple good lines here. Her line is just the lead up. She says, I'm not going to him, okay? I'm playing by the stupid rules. Cordy responds, good. We can watch TV or play cards. You'll get caught up and you won't even hear your son's pain. <laughs> it was glorious. This was one of those moments that I laughed out loud and you're like, what time span stamp are you at? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so very much just Cordy's classic tact is just saying not true things <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But she assures them that Angel's really good at what he does and Wesley, well, he'll be there too. <laughs> think that was particularly fair i'm like come on yeah wesley's really good at what he does he's actually a stellar research nerd oh yeah he knows his shit and he's got balls the size of texas now if he could just have the skills to do something with those balls like (laughs) he is kind of inept but that doesn't stop him from fucking jumping into the fight and that's how you learn yeah he's Got it. He's got the chutzpah for this. Speaking of, cut back to the church where Wesley's like, well, I guess I'm going to do the fucking ritual then. <laughs> if Fuck nobody, this. If nobody else around here has got the chutzpah and the balls the size of Texas to do this damned exorcism, I'll simply have to do it myself. Angel's like, you've never done this before. Look, it takes tremendous strength. Mental strength. Wesley says, resistance to suggestion. Yes, I understand that. I like to think of myself as possessing a certain kind of... Wesley, you don't even have sales resistance. How many thigh masters do you own? The second one was a free gift with my bonds of steel. <laughs> I actually know... Don't you dare attack my thigh master. I, actually... I need that. Core strength is very important. I actually have a friend who is the most sellable person I've ever met in my life. And you can sell this fucker anything. He, <laughs> like he he will buy the stupidest shit. Maybe that's just why I don't <laughs> understand sales is because I am not sellable. See, I am not sellable, which is one of the things that makes me really good at sales hmm. because I see that shit coming from a mile away. But I also like I'm a bad liar, so if I don't believe in what I'm selling, I can't sell it. Ditto. I just know there was, when we bought one of these uh, microphone cables, we walked out of the guitar center. Both of us were thinking at exactly the same time, try to upsell me, fucker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, first off, when I walk into a store, I'm like, I'm spending exactly this amount of money and nothing more. Yeah. And I knew exactly what cable we needed. And he was like, well, this one's going to fall apart if you use it a lot. And we were like, give me the cheap one, asshole. Yeah. It's like, we're not fucking roadies, for fuck's sake. Exactly. We're sitting in, at my dining room table recording a fucking podcast. Exactly. So, at the end of the scene, 
you know, Angel's like, you you just can't do it. And Wesley goes, so our only other option is you do it. And she, he just over his shoulder tosses Angel across. And Angel catches it. And it, it of course, burns him. Mm-hmm. And Angel's like, well, that was vulgar. Wesley responds. And this is this is the true quote of the day of the whole exchange. But I believe I made my point. And just the, his delivery with that is like. Really fucking good. His shit is already starting to come together. It's getting yeah. harder by the episode to make fun of Wesley. It really is. However, Angel was like, okay, you can do it, but I'm going to be right up your asshole micromanaging everything. <laughs> Wes is like, I'll get the lube. <laughs> I, no, I mean, yeah. Pretty much. He's like, yes, sir, Angel, sir. To the anus. Quick cut back to the apartment where Paige wanted to see Ryan and they're like holding her at the door. They've let her into the room, but he's holding her back so she can coo over Ryan a bit. Mistake. That's like an alcoholic being like, I just want to smell it. Yeah. Can I just, can I just go look at the alcohol through the window? (laughs) (laughs) How much is that vodka in the window? Vodka surprisingly ranges from like nothing to a hundred dollars, <laughs> and it all tastes like burning. Right? Vodka is only good for making literally anything alcoholic. Yeah. It's like, oh, you like this thing? Would you like this thing if it got you drunk? Put vodka in. There it. you go. So the moral of the story is: don't let your alcoholic dogs go to <laughs> liquor stores just to look at the liquor. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> So, up in the office office... Wait, uh, no, no, so so the kid's being all whiny. Oh, yeah. She's like, baby, I'm here, I'm here. And now the demon takes over and he goes all growly and the kid's flailing everywhere, which, of course, makes Paige freak the fuck out. Right. It It's absolutely playing her for all she's worth at this point. Yeah. Being a manipulative douche, feeding on her legitimate empathy, much like a corporation does in ad campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Seth is, like, holding her back. He looks like he's fucking getting paid to do this, not like a concerned husband. Right. If you were looking at him much during the scene. I mean, that kind of works for the character, though. He's He seems pretty emotionally sapped. Yeah, he's he's been doing this for three fucking... The dude is done. I can't scarcely blame him. Like, I'm kind of impressed that they're not divorced at right? this point. Like, Yeah. I mean, I said that earlier. Yeah. It's nuts. So upstairs, Angel and Wesley come in, and and obviously this whole fucking time, Wesley's been researching the process of getting rid of this thing. Yeah. And he suspects he knows how the priest died. And it turns out that when this particular kind of demon is expelled from the body, it has to jump into another body. And when it does, it does it with such force that it kills the recipient. Yes, that they rarely survive. Angel's like, that's a problem. Thank yeah. you, Captain Obvious. Yeah. And then the, you, you hear the kids scream. They hear the cries coming from the apartment down below. They get in the elevator and they rush slowly at approximately elevator speed yep. down to the apartment. And then, so they get to the point where like you can see a majority of the elevator shaft in the fucking basement. And the moment they become visible... Seth and Cordy are like, oh, they're here. And they let go of Paige. 
And they're like, oh, it's all better now. Whoopsie doodle. And then, of course, Paige is like, oh, fuck you, and runs to the demon. Yeah, for fuck's sake. I thought she had a little more sense than that. Uh, But she doesn't. It sounded like some shit was really going on down there. Like, I thought some shit had really hit the fan, but it was still just Paige freaking out. Going, oh no, yeah. Ryan's in pain, no. But <laughs> like her oh, tune changes very quickly. Yeah. So the kid's just having a tantrum. She runs to him. And of course, the second she gets there, she scuffs the powder binding line around the bed. The doors slam shut and she's holding him and staring at his hideous, gross face. And he starts to strangle her. Yep. Well, <laughs> duh. You kind of fucking deserve this for your stupidity, lady. Yeah. Like, you couldn't wait another two seconds for Wangel to get in there and do something. For fuck's sake. <laughs> well, whenever it's Angel and Wesley together, it's just Wangel. I, no, no. Like, why bother I'm wasting... Just, I'm just... <laughs> I want to express that I I commend you on your commitment. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to conserve my syllables here. All right? <laughs> I'm saving so much time (laughs) this way. Minus the tangent about it. That's correct. Well, (laughs) you know, I do one tangent instead of constantly saying Wesley and Angel. It's an overall net gain. I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we'll be forced to bring it in the light of day. I want that stricken. Place I'm told it's not all that healthy for you. Yeah, they Wesley and Angel get down there. They manage to get the fucking doors open. Well, Seth and Cordy break through the doors first. Right. Seth is yelling ridiculous shit like, Ryan, no, bad dog. You <laughs> stop strangling your mother right now. Do you hear me? You don't get any hot chocolate tonight. Wesley jumps if in. You don't there. stop doing that right now. I'm going to be so cross with you. <laughs> oh, God. Wesley jumps in there with a cross. Yep. And some good old Latin chants. And is chanting Latin gets him every fucking time, right? And is chanting him into submission. Yep. Ryan ends up falling asleep because the demon goes deeper, right up into his colon. Yeah. So Angel tersely tells Paige to fucking do what he says from there on <laughs> yeah. out. And you know what? She has the look on her face, like you know, maybe I will. I think she finally <laughs> fucking gets it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wesley pours some more binding powder to reclose the circle. Cordy's doing some more research and finds this thing called an Ethros box. So there's a, a few moments here where it feels like false climaxes. Yeah, it does. Um, And it happens multiple fucking times where it's like, oh, now they're going to start doing the ritual. And then it's like, nope, we got more research to do. And I think this is this is the thing that happened that made the episode feel like it was dragging for me. I don't understand how Wesley didn't find the thing about the Ethros box right? first. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. So Cordy finds the bit about the Ethros box. The Ethros box has to be uh, constructed by blind Tibetan monks Made from 600 virgin lumber. Types of wood. Whatever the hell that means. Right. Like, I don't even know what extra virgin olive oil means. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's from an olive, that right? That I do know. I don't think we have time for that today. No, we... Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, handmade by blind Tibetan monks. Well, fucking which is it? Catholicism or fucking Buddhism? What <laughs> is gonna fucking expel this demon? Why are we merging faith's technologies here? <laughs> I don't get this it. This is like Apple and Android here. We're, they don't mix. We're Apple and PC. But, you know, Apple doesn't mix with anything. No. I mean, an Android... Apple barely mixes with Apple. <laughs> right? Seriously, though. But my favorite little bit with this is Angel is like, oh, well, you need to go to this place. And he, he pulls out a fucking piece of paper for court. And he's like, Melrose and Robertson, between the yogurt shop and the doggy dunk. I had to play that back a couple times. I'm like, doggy what now? I think it's like a, a fucking dog grooming place. That was my, yeah, that's what I figured it was. <laughs> I was just like, those don't sound like words that you're saying. It's because it's a weird, kitschy, yeah. small business and name. And Cordy's like, blind virgin monks? <laughs> As if they're like just hanging out here in LA. He says, no, Rick's magic and stuff. If anybody in LA has this box, it will be Rick. I just love that this dude, Rick, named his fucking shop Rick's Magic and Stuff. <laughs> it's like, we got magic and stuff. We got it's some broad junk. category. We got some junk. We got some stuff that you might want. Hey, it's probably good for things like <laughs> magic with your friends who actually know what magic is because it's real. We promise. <laughs> um, Fake doors! <laughs> Fake doors, exactly. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I thought this was going to be end up being a setup so that during the inevitably climactic and chaotic moment when it seems like they're all totally fucked and they're in the middle of this ritual, then they were setting it up so that Cordy can run in at the last second with this box and save the day. Yeah. And I thought that was where the climax was going to be. Nope. No. False starts left and right. Man. Yeah. So cut back to the bedroom. Yep. Where Wesley's doing some chanting. And I love it. Fucking Ryan, the demon just sits up and he's like, your Latin sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, your demon voice sucks. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. It was almost as bad as the anointed oh, one. Oh my God. <laughs> the annoying one. Yeah. That's an episode title. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it was the same kind of voice augmentation, only slightly better, but still terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ryan mocks Wesley's process. I guess, and like pulls information surface thoughts and pulls out, oh, you weren't a good watcher. Oh, your daddy never loved you. He's fucking with his head, picking on his insecurities. Yeah. You'll never be good enough for them. Uh, you got fired as a watcher. You'll never be good enough, blah, blah, blah. And you know, Wesley's holding up really fucking well. Yeah. And this is where his daddy issues come up a little bit because I think they use Wesley's voice, but it's supposed to be like his dad talking to him. Yeah. He says something like, you spent all that time under the staircase and you still didn't even amount to anything. Under the staircase? Who is he? Fucking Harry Potter? <laughs> maybe that's just a thing in London. Oh, man, right? Maybe. Like, oh, we'll put the kid under the staircase. We've got yeah. this crawl space that counts as a bedroom, right? <laughs> we don't agree in egress windows. <laughs> right. No, but Angel comes in to, to show his support, give that moral support that Angel is so good about. Yeah, Angel's got his back, and the demon immediately starts to work on turning them against each other. 
tell him how you plan to kill him. You're more scared <laughs> of him than you are of me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, and this actually manages to rile Wesley up, and he scuffs the circle. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. And it's mainly more that Wesley's like, no, I don't. I'm not planning on killing you, really. <laughs> yeah. But he scuffs the circle, and the fucking demon makes him stab himself in the neck with the cross. I thought he just kind of directly grabbed it and shoved it into no, his neck. No, fucking telepathically, man. Either way, he gets stabbed in the fucking neck with the cross. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a fucking one of those daggers that looks like a cross. No, it's just a fucking normal cross. Looks kind of dull. Yeah. Honestly, it looked like he should have bled out, and I don't know why he didn't have more issues with this. Right. Because... Angel runs like, over immediately. Like, and he just, stabs like midway back, like back here. Not not like in the jugular, the the fucking esophagus yeah, or anything. A little further back. Obviously so missed like the in, airway, missed yeah. the carotid artery and the jugular. Oh, but is, still, like there's a lot of muscle in there too, and that would just hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Angel pulls it out. Which, really, by the way. You don't. Don't do fucking that. Fucking do that. Exactly. Because you'll bleed out. But anyway, this scene actually kind of, this part kind of got my attention. I was like, oh shit, I bet there's actually some truth to this part about him wanting to kill Angel or planning on killing right. Angel in some way. And that's going to put a slight dampener on the Wesley and Angel's epic slasher fic. <laughs> or greatly enhance it. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and just like you want to kill me huh well i'll kill you and with stepping, my dick stepping away from uh no you can't you wouldn't <laughs> god damn it be gentle ah! stepping away from uh josh's fantasies there to rick's magic and stuff yeah where there's magic where rick and stuff fantasizing fantasizing about wesley and angel Having no, no, he's not. He's just selling boxes. Right. Well, fine. Step on so my dreams some more. Cordy is a little bummed because they don't have the proper <laughs> Ethros box. No, but they do have a Shore Shack box. Yeah, and you know, I haven't had a good Shore Shack box in years. Right. <laughs> now the Shore Shack box doesn't have the really, really nice mahogany finish that the Ethros box has. But it is made by mute Chinese nuns. Yeah, mind you. Which you know. It's the best craftsmanship. <laughs> Tomato potato. <laughs> Clitoris clitoris. I fucking knew that was coming. It's, you know. Can I just say. Beggars can't be choosers. Can I just say this little fucking interaction with Rick. I really hope Rick comes back because <laughs> this stupid little scene is my favorite pointless scene that we've had yet in Angel. He's such a tit, <laughs> but I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, he's he's a salesman and he's selling this. Like, he's selling a nice fine pair of shoes. He's like, a wise choice. I think you're going to enjoy this item. It's a quality <laughs> item. Shall I have it gift wrapped? <laughs> and, and Cordy's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just told you I'm using this to capture a demon. <laughs> I'm not storing cookies in it. Right? Jeez. I'm not giving it to my gammy. But it is quite the fine box, and maybe after you're done using it to catch demons, you could store cookies in it. Maybe. <laughs> Back to the apartment where Paige is bandaging up Wesley's neck, and Wesley is, you know, a little down. 
Yeah. The demon got the better of him. It, it kind of did. And everybody's like, oh, Wes, no, you can't go back in there. It's too dangerous. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the desk shakes suddenly like there's a fucking earthquake and some marbles fall out of this cup. If I think it's from the kids' toys. Yeah. And they form into the words, save me. And oh boy, the shit is on. Yeah. Angel's um, daddy instincts kick in. Well, not just that. The fucking bedroom doors kick open. The demon mimics Doyle's voice. Well, first, Angel hears in his head, he thinks about Doyle saying, the good fight, yeah? And I think that's when the demon skims the surface of his mind. And so he starts mocking Angel about Doyle. And it's like, oh, you dumbass, you pushed the wrong vampire's button. Mm-mm. Oh, demon. He reaches over, grabs a fucking towel, rips it in half. Oh, child. Wraps each half around one of his hands and picks up the fucking cross. No, you... And he's like, oh, it is fucking on. You just just picked (laughs) the wrong button to push. Uh, Angel's, oh, honey. Angel goes walking into the bedroom. There's fucking smoke rising from his hand already. And he doesn't give a shit. No. This is one (laughs) of those moments where the dad is like, looking like, holy shit. Oh, my... He walks right up to the fucking demon and just sticks the cross right in his goddamn face. <laughs> Motherfucker, nobody makes fun of my Doyle! And this is just when Cordy gets there and they pull open the box. Angel doesn't waste any time and fucking he excises that goddamn demon. Right the fuck now! Mm-hmm. Right now! No more foreplay, goddammit. No more fake doors! Only real doors! <laughs> Did you say what the demon said in uh, Doyle's voice? No. He said, guess who's here, Angel? He's talking to me right now. Doyle wants to ask why you couldn't protect him. And that that was the one. That was the, you just made it personal. You just signed your own fucking death warrant, kid. You pushed the wrong button on the wrong vampire's day. (laughs) So he's... Saying all the Latin, handily translated by Wesley in the background. Thanks. You uh, you know what he did, Josh? I might have an idea of what he did, Rex. He opened that asshole. Did he step inside? He did. Did he close the door behind him? Oh, yes. Yes! <laughs> I didn't see any Snickers wrappers. It's like fucking, They're there. It's like fucking Halloween. Fucking there. It's like fucking Halloween up in this bitch. This is amazing. <laughs> it's like Christmas early. Only it's Halloween. Yeah. Again. Exactly. And there's no Christmas. We've replaced Christmas with an early second Halloween. I'm so behind that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Angel excises the demon. It goes flying towards the box and just fucking shatters the damn thing. So he finishes up the Latin handily translated by Wesley in the background. Yep. Snickers bars, blah. <laughs> so then he vamps out and goes, now get the hell out. And, uh, yeah. The demon does just that. That'll He's do like, it. He's like, you know what? I think you have something there. And I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and leave. You know, I'm just, <laughs> just going to go. Who? Oh, the, the demon. going to go. The, yeah, yeah, the demon's like, I you understand know, when I am better. Goodness, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Oh, my. <laughs> Good God. But yeah, he smashes right through the fucking box. The demon does as he flies into the box. Yeah. 
Yeah, when you need an Ethros demon box, a short shack box will not do. No. That no. is really the takeaway from this episode. I, I think the problem was that Rick might have been right that it that it might have been a little too short around the shoulder or <laughs> a little too tight around the shoulders and just tore it right open. That must have been it. Yeah. You got to get your demon's measurements first. It really do. It's just <laughs> Some of them are too long the one way, but not Really, they don't really fill out in the other. That's the problem with shopping off the rack. Right. You, you just can't do it you gotta for get most those people. Custom tailored work. coffin boxes. <laughs> I, I couldn't keep it going. <laughs> Judging by your uncomfortableness, I would say you're either about to ask me out on a date or you need a favor. Well, see, the thing about detectives is they have resumes. And business licenses and last names. Pop stars and popes, those are the one name guys. So, cut to X amount of time later. I didn't really pick up on how much longer. However much time it takes to get up the elevator. They find yeah. some more plaque to scene. Well, in the the Anderson family, they've already been sent home. They've fucked off and gone home. So yeah, they find more fucking demon splooge and Somehow they reason that the demon is probably corporeal somewhere, and because Angel knows way more always than what he really should, he knows that the demon is going to be found in some sea caves. Yeah, it's a fucking leap. Like, everything that they know at this point should tell them that the demon has repossessed somebody else in the building, most likely. Yeah. Or really close by, but instead he's like, no, it's more likely that he needs to recharge now. And he'll probably be returning to a primordial volcanic basalts or sea caves. Cordy's like, well, why didn't he just say that? And I'm like, well, because that doesn't fucking sound as cool, Cordelia. No, not remotely. Sheesh. <laughs> Cut to some sea caves. Yeah. Oh, look, yellow goo. Well, we found him. Oh, boy. Good thing he was in the first fucking cave we happened to look in. Right. How many sea caves are there along the coast of fucking L.A.? I don't know about the coast of L.A., but Northern California? Well, yeah, I meant California. Sorry. Not just L.A. But, like, Northern Northern California has a lot. Well, I guess it makes sense that the demon would have picked the closest one. Right. So maybe they also picked the closest one. Yeah, you start there and you start branching out. Yeah. I feel like this is only happening because they just felt like ending with... And then they exercised the demon, and everything was just fine. <laughs> it would have been too predictable and thin of a plot, and they would have been right. Well, on the way to the sea caves, I think they must have stopped off at the Plot Hole Emporium! <laughs> hey, want to rip off an old 70s plot that's sure to be a crowd pleaser, but realized how unoriginal you were being? Need a last second, please don't sue us scene. Plot Hole Emporium has you covered! Just make sure your problem is all but solved, then send your heroes on a wild goose chase. Then make sure they find that pesky needle in a haystack straight away. It's the perfect hole for the plot that has everything. <laughs> or nothing. We don't really care. So, <laughs> after stopping off at the plot hole emporium, uh, we get a nice little moment with Angel and Wesley. Because Wesley's like, you know about what the demon said and angel's like he says and this is one of my quotes of the day he says i know you're not planning to kill me wesley but you're willing to and that's good now come on 
right? And that was kind of exactly the vibe I got earlier yeah. when it came up. Angel gave him that look like, dude, it's just the demon talking. I'm yeah. not worried about it. Well, and I like that it kind of shows here that Angel's not a fucking dumbass. He knows that he's a possible fucking bomb. Yeah. He knows that anything could fucking happen and his soul could be gone. And then it's good to have people around that you can trust that you know can defuse you. Absolutely. And him and Cordy already bonded over this several episodes ago. She's like, oh, I'll kill you dead. He's like, oh, thank God. Because he's worried that he's going to turn back into Angelus. No matter how effectively he staves off that fear, it's always going to be bubbling under the surface. And you know what? I can greatly fucking relate to that attitude. Right? It's important. Good call. So, they, yeah, this Ethros demon saunters right up to them in the cave. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's so up? we did that that whole exercise thing, and that was good. Let's <laughs> hang out. Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to possess the kid. It was an accident. Yeah, you, you want to play some Scrabble? <laughs> <laughs> so... And they're like, well, you failed this time. You didn't get that boy's soul. And he's like, what soul? <laughs> what soul? Um, uh, uh, and the tale following was chilling. Yeah. This demon was, in fact, terrified of this small boy and was trapped inside of yeah. him. It's fucked up. I got one of his... one of a snippet of what he says. I didn't write his whole fucking yeah. spiel down, but snippet's fine. That boy's mind was the blackest hell I've ever known. <laughs> For somebody who's from hell, you listen. Yeah. You fucking listen. And Angel and Wesley do. Cause it seems like, you know, they would probably be like, well, you're a demon and you're lying. I'm sure the boy's fine, right? but no, they're like, you're serious. And we believe you. <laughs> We see the fear in your eyes, and that is telling. Yeah. So we're gonna kill you, and then we're gonna move on. And it turns to deal out, this problem. turns out the marble message was the demon <laughs> crying for help. Right. What a twist! I like the the fact that it's revealed here that all the shit over the last three years that has happened, that has been like the dark cloud following the family around, hasn't been the demon at all. Uh-huh. He's been trapped in the boy, unable to fucking act in any way shape or form and it wasn't till the fucking powder came into the picture that it manifested the demon and gave him some modicum of control yeah which is fucked up we didn't really get any hint that the kid was a psychopath right before this like it's a really good well done twist for once and i fucking loved it it was fairly well done the real kicker though is the fact that the demon specifically says I only was able to get any amount of control when the boy was asleep, and I tried to fucking kill him. Oh, right. And so the first moment the angel was introduced to the boy was when the demon had control of him and was purposely making him walk into fucking traffic. Right. And the demon says, I know you bring death, and I welcome it. (laughs) And angel's like, okay. Yeah. Ching. And just whacks him on the head with the axe, and we cut back over to suburbia hell. Yeah, where Ryan's a little upset that his sister got nine marshmallows in his, in her hot chocolate, and he only had seven. Yeah. Well, apparently they're going to have to write some letters <laughs> to Nestle Chocolate, and that's the only way it's going to be resolved. You can't just go fucking get some more marshmallows, Mom. 
right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He just got done being possessed by a demon. Give him all the fucking marshmallows yeah. he wants. And she's like, well, it's almost bedtime. It's late. I'm like, bitch. Right. Did you see what he just went through? <laughs> he can stay up as late as he wants. But also, I'm like, wait, if the kid's just a psychopath, what are they going to do? And he's sitting there with this dead look on his face, staring at his sister. He does this dead look really well. Oh, God, yeah. It's chilling. And uh, it's like one of the reasons why I think there's so many fucking good movies out there where there's these terrifying children is because children are such bad actors that the only thing they can do is that dead emotionless thing. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he does it really well. He really does. So cut to later when everybody's asleep, or the parents are anyway. Yeah, well, and the girl. And the girl. the boy. Not He's Ryan. not asleep. No. He wanders uh, in and he steals his dad's cigarettes off the nightstand. No, the, just the matchbook. Just the matchbook. Okay, cigarettes. I could have sworn he took the whole no, cigarette pack. Just the matchbook. Whatever. And he douses his little sister's room in gasoline. Well, but first he blocks off his parents' oh, yeah. door with a... A doorstop, A yeah. doorstop. Then douses his sister's room in gasoline. Luckily for her, he did not douse her in right? gasoline. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to see the fear in her eyes first. Yeah, apparently. He doesn't know what emotion is like, so he has to watch other people experience it. Now, if only he had gotten an adopted father who had taught him that... He should release his violent urges on bad guys. And then the problem would have fixed itself. He could have been Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> or maybe this is part of Dexter's missing <laughs> origin story. Ooh. Mm -hmm. No, so he sets the bedroom on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe he's adopted. And because <laughs> we know that Dexter starts off in that shipping yeah cargo container sitting in his mother's <laughs> blood for like a full day or something anyway so angel breaks in through the window saves stephanie can i just say that the amount of fucking guts it would have to take for a vampire to be like there's a burning building i'm gonna jump into it it's fire yeah I he's guess a vampire it's one of the few things that can actually kill him and fast too like he goes up like a goddamn flash paper for fuck's sake They've shown vampires catch fire in this fucking show. Okay. I mean, I guess if direct sunlight will take care of them, then I would imagine fire would be yeah. pretty quick, too. You're right. <laughs> Makes sense. But Angel grabs Stephanie, and he gets out the window with her, and, and Wesley grabs the parents, and they drag Ryan with them. Yep. And they run outside the normal boring way. <laughs> Cut to... Obligatory outdoor wrap-up with fire trucks and cop cars everywhere. And hey, Kate's there! Hey, that's why she was in the previously on. Yeah, there's a little bit of subtle acting of awkwardness between Angel and Kate. A little bit? Holy shit. So Kate tells Seth that Ryan is being taken into social services for an evaluation for now. And uh, Angel thanks Kate and is responded to with an icy breeze, approximately 60 or 70 degrees below zero. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate drives off with Ryan in the back seat. The last bit here is the dad saying that he had been covering his son's bullshit for three fucking years. Yeah. And his last line is, I was just trying to hold my family together. And it's pretty fucking heart-wrenching, man. But he looks like he's got 
this weight falling off of his shoulders as well. Yeah. He's got this weird, bemused, strangely satisfied smirk on his face. But Angel responds in kind. He says, I think you did. Yeah. But there's a moment in these sorts of circumstances when you take on this burden that you think that you have to carry and it becomes so much of who you are. And then it's not till the moment that that burden is gone that you realize you didn't have to carry it. It's a kind of relief that is so unlike any other kind of relief possible. Right. And it's fucking portrayed excellently here. It really is. So Wesley and Cordy are over watching from the sidewalk next to the Angel Mobile. Seth walks back over to his family. And then we get a slow crane shot out as Seth walks back to his wife and daughter. And Angel stoically saunters brutally off of the property. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, give, give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk in Hold on. You've got something here. How'd you feel about this episode? Pretty solid, meh. Yeah. It was very somber. It had some really good moments. A, f- a couple. And not um, particularly exciting. Like, it was pretty predictable. As yeah. soon as we could tell that it was... An exorcist ripoff. It was so predictable. Yeah. And then the twists that they put in really felt like they were there for the sake of being twists. I actually, I decided I wanted to pull up some background on this episode. And the whole reason this episode exists is because Joss thought it would be a really good idea to have a situation where kids possessed by the de- by the demon... But after they get rid of the demon, it turns out, no, the kid's way more evil than that. <laughs> and that that was the whole like reason this episode existed. I like the concept. Not sure how I feel about the execution. Yeah. The pacing in this episode was atrocious. It was. It really was. It was, oh my god, so many like false starts and false endings. I said like three or four false climaxes. Yeah. I started to think I was much further through the episode than I was yeah. at about the 20 minute mark. I was yeah. like, man, I'm really burning through this one. Nope. Oh, there was a lot of that. I was like, how the hell are they going to fill another 20 minutes? What is going so on? When they first get to Angel's apartment with the boy, you're like, oh, it's time for some exorcism. And then you're like, oh, no, they have to go get the priest. And then they get back. And then you're like, oh, it's time for the exorcism. And then you're just like, oh, no, they have to go get a box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh it's no. It's a Wes- fucking episode of Fetch Quest. Oh, Holy no. Shit. Wesley got stabbed in the neck. Gotta stop now. It's a episode of Fetch Quest. Yeah. You're right. They, it was filler. Yeah. There was, however, a little bit of good background on Wesley. He's a, already starting to round out more as a character. They start. They did round out more of his relationship with Angel. They, I think, really needed to have kind of a, a situation that Wesley really had to be the one to step up to to fix it. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me that they didn't let Wesley finish it out. Right. That it ended up being Angel, who was like, "Fuck off! I have to do everything." I did like that he legitimately had to put himself in real physical harm to be able to fix this problem. Because most of the time, he's not really that in danger. Yeah. But yeah, overall, meh. 
Last episode was more entertaining. Your last episode was fairly decent, but yeah, the, we're still in the doldrums here. Yeah. I'm waiting for us to come out of it. And I think that's a big part of it just being first season, mid-season. They're still getting their sea legs on this yeah. series as a whole. And I guarantee from a writer's standpoint, having lose a character that has been in nine episodes mid-season and then all of a sudden you're like well we got to figure out how we're gonna fucking fix they this suddenly had to flip the show upside yeah. down to shoehorn in wesley instead of doyle and they probably had outlines for all of these episodes and said shit how are we gonna fit wesley in there instead of doyle right and that was one of the notes in this episode for the wiki is it was originally written with doyle in it yeah and just, it didn't work. And it's it's very obvious. Like, the way he runs around with Angel, he's just immediately his replacement sidekick. Yeah. But at least they didn't give him the visions, too. That would have been too much. Right. I'm really yeah. glad they gave the visions to Cordelia. Anyway, what's your quote of the day, Rex? This is a hard one to pick, a quote of the day. Not because there's, like, so many good options, but because... Rather the opposite. None of the good options are really all that great. Yeah. So, since there's not really that many great options, I'm going to go with the one line that made me laugh the hardest. Okay. And that it's Cordy's line. Good. We can watch TV or play cards. You get caught up, won't even hear your son's pain. <laughs> it's just perfect Cordy line. Right? What's your quote of the day? Well, I think Cordy definitely was holding up all of the wit in this episode. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> there was nothing fun coming out of anybody else's mouth. No, Angel didn't even have any good one-liners. Right? Yeah, you're right. He didn't. I think I want to give an honorable mention to Wesley, just because this marks the first moment of us really getting any real... A Wesley backstory. Yeah. A father doesn't have to be possessed to terrorize his children. I almost picked that, too. Yeah. That's a great honorable mention. But I think I'm going to go with, for the sake of not also picking a Cordy line, Rick, a wise choice. <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy this item. It's a quality item. Shall I have it gift wrapped? I love it when any time there is a fucking random ass side character that we've never seen before, but they're given such a good bit yeah. that it's like, oh, this, we might pick this guy for something. Right? I hope we see more of Rick. I, yeah, I, I really do. feel like we don't, but I would like to. But also, like, Rick's magic and stuff. I, that's such a great name to me. I don't know. <laughs> I love it so much. What are we going to call it, guys? I don't know. Fucking Rick's magic and stuff. Come up with something. Rick's <laughs> magic and stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> Man, where do you come up with them? That's how they got that one. <laughs> got that? Print it. Oh, jeez. Well, this has been another episode of Ale with Angel, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and most importantly, review us on iTunes. Please, 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 for the love of Keanu, review us on iTunes. It is the number one thing Peace. that is going to tweak those algorithms that get us out there to the widest audience possible for free. Tweaks them. Milks all that little attention that we need. <laughs> yes, we're very needy men. <laughs> we want to be loved. <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm also considering for 
every iTunes review that you write, email us and let us know that you wrote it. I mean, we'll notice, but right. then tell us it was you and give us your address and we'll mail you some fucking free Teddy Grahams or something. Or sticker, some a something. Sticker. Yeah, we will buy your love. We're not above it. <laughs> no, not at all. And if you would like to buy our love, we have a store for that. It's called store.beerwithbuffy.com, where you can buy stickers, mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies. Now we have both a pullover hoodie and a zipper hoodie with yes. the logo on the back, which is my personal favorite. Just ordered a couple of those. Pictures coming soon. If you want to just give us your goddamn money, I said just give us your goddamn money. <laughs> we definitely will not turn it down if you just want to hand it to us. Do it. Do it at patreon.beerwithbuffy.com. Uh, we'll name your cats if you buy the cat naming perk. Yeah. If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, like me holding you up at finger point <laughs> just now to give us your money, then give us an email at uh, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can also... Text or leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. As always, big ol' thank you to JJ Treadway for our opening and transitional music, the new ones anyway. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Keanu Speed, Rex. Reeves be with you. done why are we watching this <laughs>